0: Hey everybody, Jim Salmons here, and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live, uh, brought to you by all these great sponsors scrolling across the bottom. Dallas Point Brewing Company, not having one. Um, it's uh, I, I wanted to comment on a uh, my show last week. Um, I went back and watched it a little bit. I was a little incoherent. Um, I'd taken Benadryl, which I generally don't because I'd had an allergic reaction to something. And it just seemed like I was like slurring and losing my mind at the end of it. So uh, if I was a little incoherent there, um, I apologize. (laughs) uh, Don't do drugs before doing a live broadcast. (laughs) I can usually do my beers, but um, Benadryl kicked my butt. Now I know why people give it to their kids when they're going traveling. Um, So... I'm really stoked because um, we we aired the first half of this half of this uh, episode or part one of these episodes from Louisiana last week um, in Louisiana where we did some tuna fishing. This part two kind of recaps the tuna fishing a little bit, so we get to relive that, and then it gets on to um, fishing the marshes. And I'm stoked because though he couldn't join me last week, he can join me this week. So my buddy Jameson is here. Hey, Jameson. Hey, Jim. How are you, man?
1: Good. How's it going? Uh, We didn't get a chance to test all this, so let me know if my audio and all that's working good.
0: Sounds perfect. You look as handsome as ever. (laughs) I try. try.
1: Are you at uh, JK? So yes, we are having kind of a marketing conference this week, and we rented a a little cabin out at Rock Island, which you've been to uh, many times for the dealer summit. Um, And so we are staying at Rock Island, and I am in the cabin right
0: now so i'm hoping yeah oh, so you, you have connectivity at the they, uh, they
1: have wi-fi but it tends to go in and out so if you lose me just go on without me i know you can do it <laughs> well
0: right now it looks good yeah um well you're at jackson anything top secret you can tell me
1: no, nobody's it watching
0: it, it wouldn't be top secret if I could. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense
1: there are there's some cool stuff uh not not only from a um product standpoint but we definitely have grown leaps and bounds over the last couple of years and i think um i think there's some cool stuff uh, coming down the pipeline that's all i'm saying i probably that's cool. said too much i'm just gonna drink well, my beer so i don't talk
0: <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask you this everybody it seems like in the outdoor world uh, has had supply chain issues, delivery issues. Has Jackson suffered any of that with a lot of the stuff being made in the U S or.
1: Yeah. So a lot of the stuff is, is made in the U S Chad, you can walk by. It's totally fine. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, A lot of the stuff is definitely made in the U S but even in the U S we've had um, some supply chain issues, uh, getting the plastic and whatnot. And, and just, sourcing things that we don't control. So, um, but we do have, we do have a few things that we just can't get made here. Some of our seat frames and and whatnot, but it's been hard uh, to just make sure that we have all the parts and pieces. It's also been a struggle to find, um, steady help. So we're constantly hiring and, and, um, uh, I see, you know, hiring signs all over the country as I travel, uh, right now. So, um,
0: you know, if, if there's like 50 people watching that want to work, I want to work. Like I said, it's in and out. Apparently, right now it's out. <laughs>
1: We're definitely experiencing, um, you know, on many different levels, the same things that are happening across the board with most industries right now. From a from a standpoint of, of manpower, um, supply chain issues, and just demand too. Demand is just super high right now for uh, for anything outdoor related. So,
0: yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. The, I mean, I even went, I went and got my haircut this morning and they're like, yeah, we we have like three people working in the shop. They go, we don't have enough people working. It's like, nobody's working. It's, yeah. I, I don't get it. And then I don't know how they can afford to not work with the price of gas going through the roof. I mean, I, I'm sure it's cheaper where you are, but like diesel right now for me is almost $5 a gallon. Oh, wow. Yeah. It makes it tough when you uh, are at the pump for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes kayaks so appealing, right? They, they don't, uh, it's a lot easier for me to take out the kayak than the boat right now. That's for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. So, the man is high for kayaks right now. Um, okay. So we'll touch on that real briefly. Um, you were also just last weekend. I think you were. It's <laughs> <That's> James. <laughs> Hi, that's James. <laughs> We see you. Um, and you know what? Can't see his face at all. It's just a black shape. Still no. What, what like. can you see? That dome. <laughs> all I did see was the shape of that head, and I knew it was James. James Macbeth from Jackson Kayak. Uh anyway, what I was trying to say was just last weekend you were down at um you were at PAC in yeah, uh, Louisiana. Sure.
1: Yeah. How how was that? So they're still rebuilding, but they're doing their uh, leaps and bounds. Uh, the uh, Hi, James. <laughs> they're growing leaps and bounds, or I'm saying rebuilding uh, leaps and bounds down there, making a lot of headway. Um, the community came together, as it always does, uh, as far as the kayak fishing. We were, uh, able to, through a few different ways, raise money through the community to get some uh, supplies. Um, when you drive down there, it is just really... Um, humbling to see just how bad the storm really was as far as like how, you know, there's a long road um, that you drive in on point of Channel road there um, before you get to the end of the road, which is where pack is. And there's just houses that are just like gone and there's just piles of rubble or whatever, or they'll have a hole all the way through them or, you know, the wall's missing you can see right into a bedroom or into a kitchen. And um, so a lot of people are displaced. Um, But what is cool um, and kind of, uh, you know, heartwarming is when you get down to pack to see that they are down there, they're rebuilding and um, quickly and getting it back open again. And they were able to come through it pretty decent compared to what a lot of people uh, dealt with. They did lose their, their camper, which uh, Eddie and Lisa live down there in a a camper and run the place. Um, So they did lose that. They've been staying in, actually in my camper, I was uh, drove it, far enough away that mine survived. Um, but the boathouse that we've stayed on many times is still in working order. Uh, had to put some windows back in that blew out. But other than that, um, that's where I stayed. Um, and they got the boat, uh, the kayak launch, which is kind of their claim to fame, right? That thing is rebuilt and functional and they are open and and doing business. So, um, while it's not the same, it's still way very far along and they are open. So.
0: And all the horses survived.
1: Horses survive. It blows my mind. Like where they went and how they're just back. I don't. I don't know. Um, but they're there and they're thriving. And um, the fish are there. Uh, we had some fronts and stuff that came in, but I took my dad and he had never been red fishing before in his life. Uh, never caught a redfish. His very first, very first redfish was forty inches. Wow! And he sight casted it um, with a chatter So it was really wow. cool. Uh, to see that go down and, and,
0: and have him catch a, a, a giant for his first one. So that is very cool. We check in with a couple people here. Uh, Liam Young watching over at Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel. I uh, thank you for joining us from over there. Uh, Facebook user <laughs> and it says no secrets. And then it says, hi, Ginny, then hi, Jimmy. That's probably James. Um, <laughs> So if you are checking in through the Facebook show group page, you do need to give the page permission to show your name. So uh, that way we'll know who you are because we have another one down here saying hello from Ottawa. Um, so, Which is funny
1: because that's where James is from, but he's not in Ottawa right now. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> we have viewers all over the world, including Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Aaron Dodds, how you doing, Aaron? Saying hi to both of us. Yeah, and Aaron's from
1: up there as well.
0: Appropriately, Jameson wearing his NRS t-shirt because we have NRS fishing saying hello. <laughs>
1: Everything's weird. <married,
0: so. laughs> <laughs> I know. I always get that backwards. Yeah. Well, I think the thing about that place is, I mean, it really shows, and we've mentioned this before, just their resilience. The fact that they would yeah. go back and rebuild time after time you know we uh, talked right. to eddie uh that one time actually during the shoot and i mean the, the amount of times they've gotten pushed out of that area it's it's absolutely crazy and the fact that they just keep going back and it, the fish keep coming back too
1: <laughs> yeah it does it's it's somebody texted me today the fish are there and i don't know what they do during the storm it would be kind of cool to to have gps trackers and see where they go and what they do but They're still there and and they seem to be there like right after a storm, you know, they're still active. And we had, like I said, a couple of like cold fronts uh, coming and going. And, and um, so we had good weather in between them, but the fish were just kind of acting a little funny, but we still caught fish. Um, And this episode being about um, Louisiana in general, I mean, they have to be resilient. I mean, they just been getting pounded by storms over the last couple of years. And, but it's still, uh, they call it the sportsman's paradise it still is it is Um, (laughs) it is
0: such an amazing place and i think we show it in this episode is oh you know we were we were fishing in some again lousy conditions and we still caught fish you know and decent numbers and decent size and it's amazing you know what i wanted to ask you is because you have been going down to to pack so often and for a, a while now do these like these big hurricanes and all that, do they change the local topography? I mean, do any of the little islands just get blown out or new channels developed? Uh, any old ones get closed down, anything like that?
1: So until this one, I haven't noticed um, that happening so much, a little bit. But this one really like did change a lot. So uh, several places that we fish a lot and that I've, you've been to a lot, Um, With me, like when we went up north, for example, the last time that we filmed there, um, uh, Matt was telling me that he can't even uh, get his boat and Matt's the local guide there. He can't get his boat up north because there's so much uh, broken marsh that kind of got dislodged or whatever and then relocated. So there'll be uh, there's all these um, clumps of grass that range in size from like, you know, six, seven feet across um that are just like relocated where there used to be a solid landmass. now there's like broken smaller uh little islands or whatever just scattered across and so he can't run his boat because a lot some of that is under the just under the water you don't see it but then you feel your boat you know kind of hit it and lift over it um and and so some of the places even we fish down south what we like to call the promised land um down there where you fish several times uh was, there was like a big open kind of bay where you had this like uh, three foot of water, like all the way across two, two to three foot of water all the way across. And you'd see a lot of bigger fish in that. Now there's like just scattered little mud piles and, and that broken marsh there from where another Island broke apart, which is now open and is, hmm. is moved there. And so it did relocate some things. And and I spent quite a bit of time just trying to relearn um, how the fish react to that because it moved things around um, and filled some channels in and, and opened up some new ones and, and, and created new islands and, and demolished other islands that existed. So um, this is the first time I've really seen it to, to that extent um, was from this storm, but they had 172 mile per hour winds at pack. So um, it was crazy. Did all
0: those, those, uh, cause there was a lot of trees, old dead trees, some of so those are know, still standing. Yeah. Yes.
1: A lot of those are still are still there. The which is crazy because you'll see certain things like for example, um there's a lot of uh metal, you know, covers over over RVs and stuff um at Pack like metal structures right. or like sheds. Um and they all got wiped out except for one which is completely untouched. It looks like it has no like never never been it even had christmas lights hanging from it that are still there. And so you're just like looking at that and you're like, I don't understand. Like that house is gone. Like couldn't even tell there was one there. That one's semi destroyed. That one looks okay. That one's gone. And it's just, it's just weird how it was kind of selective. Um, and I guess it was just those wind gusts or even possibly tornadoes touching down or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, like the redfish camp, uh, as you know, which is on stilts, uh, other than a staircase, you would never know that it even existed. Like it's not, not only is it all the stilts are gone, the whole camp is gone, but it's not there in the water. Like you would think it would just be sitting there in the water. Like you would see remnants of it. You're right. There's no trace of it. They don't know where it went. Like they can't find it. In fact, they found part of it six miles away. Uh, just when I was down there, they were kind of running around looking for stuff and they found part of the hand railing six miles um, from pack, so and, and that's wow. all they know of that exists from that but we don't know where it's at like it's just gone um so it's I'm it is pretty off yeah it's pretty wild uh, um it really is um so it's definitely it was a different level than anything i've seen since i've been going um, to pack over the last six years or so
0: well um chris funk checking in hey y'all sure wish i could have chased some skinny water reds with you well, Chris, you know, we always have a great time fishing with you. I'd love to get on the water with you again because it's you not catch a damn thing and have a great time laughing. Yeah, Chris is awesome. Um Jason Fraser says, Cheers. How you doing, Jason? And Alan Thornton or Alan Thompson, I'm sorry. Uh hey, fella, she be all frozen up here pretty well in Alberta. <laughs> yeah. It is um I don't know, 75 today and hot outside. I mean, just beautiful. We've actually had really nice weather. This is kind of my favorite time around San Diego. There's nobody around and the weather just ends up being beautiful. So are you just, sorry, like, you're frozen. <laughs> you're just like sticking that knife in a little yeah. deeper, Jim. Yeah. Sorry, you're frozen up <laughs> here. I actually need to turn on my AC <laughs> and uh, it's not humid. That's the best. Some people out. are just jerks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so this episode, uh, like I said, we fished uh, for the first part with the Mexican Gulf Fishing Company. Uh, Jameson caught his very first tuna ever, um, and then again we—that's uh, kind of a recap from last last week's episode, the first episode. Uh, probably because we—we I think we were there for a week, and I think we fished for three days because of weather.
1: Yeah, it was it was actually pretty impressive the amount of fish and the fact that we got two full episodes of your show in three days like and two of those days was chasing tuna so the yeah being that the redfish day which i I assume because i missed last week sorry um is what you're going to be showing today is some of that Uh, we did all that in a few hours in one day because we were we were literally dodging thunderstorms all day
0: yeah i mean we uh we got soaking wet i remember when it went into that little bar slash restaurant whatever it was and hid from the rain for a couple hours Had a few drinks and just sat there and uh, then got back out on the water again. But, I mean, it was just – I don't – I love going to Louisiana, but I I keep thinking back. I don't know that I've ever had a good weather trip.
1: Yeah, it's been tough. I know we had, like, weather days. Like, we would have, like, a break. Uh, I know at PAC, for example – uh, we were able to go down to that the, the promised land and, and sight fish some fish, but it was like one day in the week that we were there that it turned out you know beautiful. Um, but that is the thing about Louisiana, like you do that in a lot of other locations. And I don't want to bash any one certain location because I love fishing everywhere. But even bad trips to Louisiana are better than decent trips in uh, in other places. <laughs> you know, so like
0: that's it. Even even in the trips, every trip we've had, even though it has been we've had to deal with weather, the amount of time that we've had to fish may have been shortened, but we've always had good fishing, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it is, it is an awesome place. And uh, I, and again, that's probably why it is the sportsman's paradise, yes. as long as it can stay intact from um, <laughs> hurricanes. So uh, oh, I forgot to share my, I forgot to even share the, the video I was doing the uh, screen. So I don't know what my head was doing today.
1: Take some more Benadryl,
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you got to travel a long way with your kids, and they're being a little rowdy. Here, here's some candy.
1: Jim Salmon's promoting drugging kids. Since
0: (laughs) (laughs) with that said, let's add that to the stream. Oh, Jameson, have you seen this new feature on um, StreamYard? It now gives us the picture in picture. Oh, picture in picture. That's sweet.
1: I haven't actually done a lot with StreamYard in a, in a little bit here. Um,
0: but that's sweet. Yeah, because uh, normally it was, I'm going to get rid of these overlays. Uh, normally it was this view. Yeah. If we wanted to be on screen, but the picture in picture, I think, uh, looks a lot better. So for sure. So if anybody's ever wondering what software we're using, uh, we're using StreamYard. So yeah, if you want to do cool. this stuff, it's it's a pretty cool cool setup. So, with that said, how about we uh, run this episode? This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are in Venice, Louisiana. We've been down here for a do sound? Years, doing some tuna fishing. Doing great. Okay. Spanked Jameson at that. Woo! He oh. wants some payback. So we got one day <laughs> to do some fishing for redfish. We got knocked off the water from. Uh, rain yesterday know. so today we're going for the red fish That's a good fish. stick around to see who's uh buying the beers at the end of this one it's
1: not gonna be me <laughs> you
0: had a little less gray in the beard then why is it think? always a competition between us <laughs> <laughs>
1: like i caught i caught my, I caught my first little tuna and it was amazing but yet somehow we still oh, turned me 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 into a me competition me
0: <laughs> keeps it fun i did have less gray in the beard I've also had less kids. So that'll do it. I just posted a picture the other day with me with a big old Kubera snapper from down in Baja. And I don't think there was any gray. <laughs> but that was back in, uh, I want to say, like, 96. 96. time i watch this this i want to go fishing for pig fish Big fish yeah such a cool song too yeah holding 40 percent of the wetlands in the lower united states it's no surprise that louisiana is known for having some of the best red fishing in the world before we start our hunt for big redfish, we hooked up with Kevin Beach of Mexican Gulf Fishing Company and headed offshore to put our kayak fishing skills to the test against some hard-fighting yellowfin tuna. Hard-fighting. So we just arrived out here on this spot, um, out on this rig, and as soon as we pulled up, we almost instantly got hooked up. The fish decided to share themselves, and I'm not talking one or two yellows. On the boat. Pause. <laughs> Two things. Do you remember being next to that platform? Yeah. And it sounding like you're sitting right next to a jet engine. Yeah. they,
1: they had There was, I guess, just burning off. Ex- I don't know what was going on. I, I don't even want to pretend to know, but there was a flame all day and it sounded like you said, like there's a jet going.
0: Yeah. So how this kind of
1: like, audio even turned out, like <laughs> where you could understand yeah. thing we were saying is impressive.
0: I know it was so insanely loud. And the other thing I was going to mention was mexican Gulf fishing company i mean what a great outfit and just fishing with kevin beach i mean the guy is hilarious
1: yeah it's just laughing the whole time obviously they know what they're doing and just the their equipment the boat like everything about it was just like an experience without the fish like i mean we literally on this trip saw huge bull dolphin like mahi mahi and um Kevin's like, you don't want to cast at that. We we're going we're going to catch real fish. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> like setting the. You're like, what is this? I don't even know where I'm at right now. Oh, it's dress. Yeah. Oh, um,
0: those Freemans. You know, uh, and this was the little one. I guess he's he has a 42 footer now. This was I think a 38 or 39 or something. Like yeah. And now he has a 42. Those those boats are just crazy, crazy Shoot. fast.
1: So comfortable too. Like you just don't feel. I mean. You run 50 mile an hour or whatever and and it just smooths it can be
0: yeah amazing so keep it going but
1: you've got kevin and, and his mate parker which are so experienced they have the best gear for the job but in the kayak it's just
0: me so it was going to be a job to get them in I, i've always said it you know the, the reason i love saltwater is the potential of catching fish that physically hurt you you know and and that's what they do they physically hurt you my arms are so freaking gassed
1: <laughs> i'll tell you what fighting a tuna from a kayak is no joke but man mexican gulf put us on them two days in a row can't beat that So touching on the physically hurt you part you of it. You grab that fish out and yeah, you grab a bass by its lip, you pull him out the water and sometimes he shakes, sometimes he doesn't. And you grab a hundred pound fish by the lip, throw him on your lap by yourself, pretty cool feeling. <laughs> uh, that was about a 70, 75 pounder. I can't imagine one of these 100, 130 pounders. Uh, I would definitely need a bigger rod and a little more gas in the tank. <laughs> Talk to me, Jim
0: got this guy right here right there. <laughs> I think the most important thing when you're fighting these fish like this they will change direction on you so keep that rod tip down. don't do a whole lot of high sticking. If this changes direction on you just keep that rod low and it'll push the boat around. I'm gonna get him close enough pause. So, these underwater shots, um, this was on, on my fish right uh, as this storm is coming in. Um, and literally, I think while I'm fighting my fish, uh, Kevin's like, we need to land this fish and get out of here. Because yeah. there's just like lightning and thunderstorms coming at us. And Jameson is in the water. He actually jumped in the water with the, with the GoPro and was trying to get these underwater shots and i don't know if we told him before this but this is seriously one of the sharkiest places i've ever been (laughs) no i had seen
1: i had seen the previous videos um but i had not seen any sharks around uh during the time we were out there filming and it and according to kevin um it's more dangerous you know a certain time other times of the year or when you're behind like the shrimp boats catching them versus what we were doing. So I, you know, I think what overwhelmed or what I didn't think about, is they had their depth finder just set to read the first 300 feet of. Right. And I mean, so I, in my mind, I just saw that on the screen. I'm like, Oh, it's 300 feet deep here. So, which I mean, <laughs> shouldn't make a difference, right? Who cares if it's 300? I get back in the boat. I'm like, it's pretty crazy to swim in 300 feet of water. And Kevin's like, Oh no, that's like 3000 feet of water. And I'm like, right, <laughs> wow. For some reason it just took it to another level. Like after the fact, I'm like, Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, the, that, the, the
0: abyss, the yeah. abyss, and and on our trip, like I said, where we were fishing the shrimp boats, there were so many sharks, and um, the when uh, his deckhand jumped in the water on the kayak, I should say, and caught a pretty nice sized tuna or hooked into a very nice sized tuna, and ended up bringing up this just massive head, and. I mean it was one bite and a fish this big around didn't have. I'm insane. glad you're telling me all this now. Even though well, I like didn't. said right I now didn't. when you're sitting in a cabin in Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not so scary. It's, it's- <laughs> In the moment, it didn't seem that scary, but yeah, thinking back about it, that's probably stupid. But Uh, Let's see. We had a couple comments. May as well bring them in here really quick. Uh, Roy Graham saying, hi, y'all. He also said they were burning off natural gas. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. That's what I kind of thought, but I didn't want to say it and be wrong. (laughs) Uh,
0: Bobby (laughs) said, I would have never jumped in. Shark's not getting me.
1: Well, you did have your shark shield out, so that. I did have the shark shield, conference.
0: and um, I'm a believer in the shark shield. It definitely, it definitely works. I've seen it work. So, yeah. So I can gaff him. I am want to keep this guy because I saw him come up early. He was bleeding pretty good, and, and they seem delicious. to have a really good talent. Right when they come up next to you, they go down, just out of reach. Ah. What and gets me exactly is you can see how bad the weather really is. Woo, got him yeah. in collar now. It's right under my boat. It's... Ah, strong fish,
1: big fish like that. The last ten feet is always the hardest ten feet of the whole fight. And he's learned in that one firsthand right now. <laughs> one of the highlights from the trip was watching Jim land that last. There's Jamison in, in the water. <laughs> uh, he battled that tuna. It seemed like forever, but uh, he never gave up. He uh, kept. Kept pushing, kept pushing, and finally landed that fish. And what a beautiful fish that was. And I know he was extremely excited to get that one to the boat. One up me.
0: <laughs> we don't kill a lot of fish, but there's certain fish, you know, we know where this fish came from and, and we took care of it. We got these fish up on the boat, it got bled out, it got immediately put on ice it doesn't get any better than that
1: i think we ate it that night or some on fish
0: know. man definitely had sashimi <laughs> i was already gassed from yesterday for pulling on fish So, well those fish, fish holds in fish. the boat in the front of the boat were Mexico massive fishing company man if you yeah. ever get to louisiana venice you gotta come fish with these guys and we had people fishing all around us not catching anything two days in a row we did well on fish so All the people. Great location. So much fun. What a great fish. We got a heck of a storm coming. We need to get ourselves off the water. Ah! The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Jackson Kayak. One family, many waters. Bill Edward says, "What were you using out there? Uh, I think I was using a Cusa Cigar, HD, inventor or and you were in the Cuda, I I CUDA, CUDA HD lines and leaders, yeah. and, uh, and I was in the, the Cusa, Cusa FD. FD. Yep, yeah.
1: and that was one of the uh, first,
0: uh, uh, pretty new Kusa FD. Actually, like we just, yeah, I think I was right when the boat first came out. Yep." And Don Fields says, "Hey Jim and Jameson, boondoggle in flamingo in February." Yeah, Don's a old
1: school boondoggler. Like he's that's been, cool. He's
0: those are those are a fun event. Don and I have
1: shared a, many a cigar by a campfire. Been you know the last two people. It's <laughs> just still
0: still sitting there. Hey, Jameson, can I get a radio check?
1: I got you loud and clear there,
0: boss. Oh, don't, buddy. So we're in Burris, Louisiana, and. Um, plan today was to just try and get on the water because we couldn't get on the water at all yesterday and get after some redfish. You know, Um, the plan for this whole overall trip was to do tuna and then redfish. Um, Successful on the tuna and then we had a day that we couldn't even get out because of the weather. We battled the weather pretty good on this trip. Um, But Jameson has visited this area before and he had some good ideas where he thought we could get out, maybe have a little bit of, a, of protection from the wind, and um, that he, he had a little bit of confidence in because he had fished in this area before. So, you know, it's really nice to come out with somebody who fishes the area, who at least has a general idea of uh, what we should target, where we should target them, and what we should use. I think that boat was the Lisco, wasn't it? The last couple of days, the weather.
1: Yeah, I think I brought a few a boats down. I mean, that might the be the Mayfly, actually. Rainfall. Oh, okay all day yesterday and we wanted to get out on the water and we just weren't able to. This morning we saw a minor window of opportunity to get out it there, needs help. and we decided <laughs> to go a, hit it. It's a taming. Yeah, that thing is out of control. Alright, today with these conditions, we're going to be throwing, Uh, I've got all bait casters here, medium seven foot rods, medium heavy for some of the bigger baits. I'm going to try a little top water, but in these windy conditions, I'm probably going to be using the Z-Man chatterbait quite a bit. Got more flash and a little more vibration. It's a good search bait because it's going to be tough to sight fish today, especially with the cloud cover. Um, Like I said, I've got the Rain Shadow mortal Series, uh, medium and medium heavies. Seven to seven foot two, that way if the fish makes a run around the bow. I've got enough reach to get out around it, and it's good for casting. Uh, Paired up with low profile reel, uh, spooled up with about 30 pound braid. And again, I'm using 12 to 20 pound fluorocarbon depending on my bait setup.
0: My go-to setup today was a seven and a half foot Century Advanced Fishing Rod, uh, super sensitive, great cast and good backbone, low-profile reel uh, that was loaded with 50-pound um, Seaguar Braid, and then just a short top shot of 12-pound Seaguar Premier Fluorocarbon. And then I was using a Tactical Anglers Crossover Stalker uh, surface lure uh, basically for walking the dog and it was deadly this morning
1: it was Still impressive to me top how water much topwater bites we got in these conditions like yeah
0: in the middle, middle of, of the day uh, in this kind of marshy area <laughs> working our way through little channels and pockets through the top water up oh, <laughs> 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 oh i'm sorry buddy was yeah. a good one I said, kind of letting him swim around for a while, waiting for the camera to get here. And it comes off, of course, right when he starts rolling. But working these pockets in here, working the the topwater, walk the dog. This is a TA crossover. Um, Blew up just right in the little pocket up next to the weeds. Super fun, cool fish. Just got to get another one now. (laughs) Since we had the cloud
1: cover that we did, the topwater bite should stay on pretty much all day. So being able to use that, making that noise when we have windy conditions and we're in that thick stuff is gonna draw those fish to it. It's, it's too cloudy to really sight fish. It's too choppy and windy and the water's a little too dingy to sight fish as well. So we're trying to draw those fish to the bait instead of trying to sight fish them or put it right in front of their nose because we don't really know where they're at. So using the topwater bait, making that extra noise and then also using the chatter bait where it has a little bit of flash and a little bit of vibration is gonna draw the fish to us. Oh, it's not done yet. This is why I like the pedal drive. I'm sitting here fighting a fish in on one end, got a net in the other and I'm still controlling my boat.
0: I tell you what we could have used on this trip was uh, power poles.
1: So I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about no right That's why you come to Louisiana.
0: I don't know why I didn't
1: have it either. Like I have power poles and I, I right. use them all the time. It's so. a nice slot fish. We were going to keep eating. This would be a great eating size fish right here. We're going to get him back in the water. Of course, not when we have tuna, like 90 <laughs> pounds <True>. of <laughs> Another one. It's looking like beers might have to be on you if we don't hurry up.
0: <laughs> got one fish, dude. I think I got a little bit of time. <laughs>
1: Having even
0: just the one fish
1: bowl up kind of justifies... In your mind that you made the right decisions, so let's hope that we continue to see some of this action, nonstop top water action. That's what I want to see.
0: <laughs> the kayak fishing show is brought. Wait, up I think, uh, where exactly were we fishing, James? So That's so what I was going to say. We, we were uh, just up the road from Many Venice, waters. in
1: a little area Ray called um, and we launched there at a I mean anyone that's been there has probably knows where that is, but it's uh, Joshua's Marina. Um, but the, the thing about it is there's so much marsh and we only touched a tiny little portion of it because the wind was uh, actually blowing into that little broken marsh that we were fishing there and kind of flooding it. So the water was higher uh, than it normally is and allowed us to kind of get back like just in that stuff and um, it created a little bit of a break, but I think it was also pushing a lot of bait into, into that little, you know, those cuts that we were, they were you know, messing around in. Um, and if you look at it on a map, like, I mean, we literally fished a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of what you have access to right there. And we didn't have to paddle far at all. Like, I mean, we were just in Well, it. yeah.
0: And I think one of the issues there was we didn't want to go that far because again, we had to get we were... the water. We knew we had a kind of a a window because we had more storms rolling in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I personally, you know, the rain is one thing, but when you start getting lightning, I don't like to be on my kayak. (laughs) I've had my paddle and my rod start buzzing from the electricity in the air, and um, that's spooky. Yeah, I'm not not down for that. (laughs) Kevin Whitley says we were just in Venice last week fishing the Reds. Nice. I take it that's not kayak, Kevin Whitley.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I I've looked that before, but yeah, it's, there's two different Kevin Whitleys that both fish from kayaks. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Keep it going. simply superior. Simply superior. Yak attack. Make it yours. Raymarine has a new radar coming out. Which I think I'm going to be getting on my boat, which I'm pretty sure.
1: You're going to put that on your kayak?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to go on my big kayak. So you're going to use ca- that to find uh, birds and, and whatnot? Yeah. It's got, that's one of the things that it's, it's, it's got a really improved bird um, spotting mechanism. Sweet. Trying to weed my way through this little marsh, looking for fish, looking for schools of bait. It's pretty cool. to be able to get up really high like this to to kind of weed your way through these little channels
1: the conditions down here today due to the rain and the wind direction the tide was definitely higher than normal and it was almost what i would call a flood tide it was pushing all these fish back up into these grass pockets and they were trying to get into the places that they can't normally get to and get as far in there as possible so today we were throwing top water around the edges and, and inside these pockets to kind of draw them out and then also I worked a uh, chatterbait a little bit as well as a
0: jig. Oh go! No. That's a good fish. That's a good fish. GoPro, start recording. <laughs> We're just working these pockets in here. Trying to deal with the wind. The hardest part about today is getting your casting accuracy because I mean you throw it that way to get it to land that way. <laughs> I and hate just that. working it walking I the hate dog it. with it's his, like that. You look exactly at the water the and it looks semi-calm we because down close to the water, the grass is breaking it. Water. But as soon
1: as you cast, you, it's like you realize, like, nope, it's definitely not calm.
0: Yeah, yeah at least it, like I said, the trick, right, right there, you it's know, like you had to cast it I'm over here to get it to go over a little here. here. Yeah. Yeah. Try you to make to your cast and watch it do this big curve in the air. Use my paddle to reorient myself over to this little channel maybe and I can I love fish up over here. It's just so chaotic, so fine. There we go. <laughs> Pretty fish. And ideally, you'd be I doing a lot more standing in this. this the but the top problem top again top was, he's like if you stood, your body caught penny. that much more wind. Yeah. And Fun. And the agatech like plug
1: is straight out behind you.
0: <laughs> you know, they're not strong like a tuna, like we've been catching. But to see them things go ripping across that shallow water, blow up on the top water, that's good stuff right there. Let's get that baby back in the water here. Yep. Boom.
1: In my experience, fish tend
0: to stack up on wind Before you push out any knowledge there, um, our, uh, like for us here, um, our yellowtail, best season, we have our best seasons, you know, in summer. Uh, but it is a fish that's around all year. Are the redfish? I mean, are they available all year round?
1: Yeah, and I think I think uh, you know you, you get a little bit of uh, uh, with the big bulls that go offshore to breed and and whatnot. They do move, and there's a season for that particular phenomenon where you have the thousands that are offshore together. Um, but as far as the the marsh and then these and these um, estuaries or whatever uh the fish are they may move around a little bit um so you may find them a little further north or a little further south or holding to different things um but they're there year round and this time of year uh, which i can't remember when we were actually i think we were it was summer because the grass is all pretty green there and it does turn more brown in the in the winter um but like this time of year particularly um you get more of the uh, you kind of play the cold fronts. Um, so the fish are there, but they may pull into a little deeper water. And when I say deeper, they may move from that shallow stuff to five or six foot water and all stack up and, um, and just kind of wait it out. Or I've even seen them, uh, you know, get up on a real shallow mud bank. That's got the black mud and warms up from the sun during the day on a real oh, okay. cold day. Um, and they will just be like 30 of them laying out there with their backs touching the surface and they won't move. Like they won't touch a lure. They won't, they won't move at all um and they're just you know so it, it changes as far as within that area but uh yeah you can catch you can catch reds year round in that same general location
0: okay so you but you could literally go there any time of the year and have a shot at them.
1: absolutely yeah that's cool blown banks it's a little harder to fish but this area right here created a unique opportunity for us to be able to get back into some calmer pockets and push into the grass to hold our boat position. So that fish, I do want to tell a little something real quick on that particularly. These things are tucked into Uh, this grass. That was one of my favorite eats of the whole day. So we weren't able to do a lot of sight fishing because it was windy and cloudy and just pretty much everything was against you for sight fishing. However, I'd like to stand up and and fish. So I do it a lot. Um, even when it doesn't make sense, and I just happened to see this fish in the grass with its tail out of the water, like in the middle of this grass. Um, and I told Will, who was filming and actually is outside right now, um, that hey, I'm gonna, I'm getting ready to catch this fish. You should definitely point the camera at me because it's gonna happen. <laughs> and I just, I just like underhanded uh, the chatterbait like it worked it like a jig into the grass, like it was like a rod length away, really, but. I just kind of dropped it right in front of it. And then the fish ate and it was just such an amazing eat to see him like in that thick grass, put that thing right in front of him and he immediately smashed it. And then it's like, all right, now I got to get, I got to figure out how to get him out of there. Right. (laughs) And uh, But it was just like, you talk about calling your shots. Like that was the only time that day that I was like, turn the camera on because this is about to happen. Like Uh, That's always cool.
0: And it was that way too. Like I said, there were times I know, um, we'd have these like barriers of grass and your kayak could get pushed up against it. And you're casting over the top of that into a, a pool <laughs> or a small area over that. And it's like, okay, I know there's a fish in there. What do I do if I actually hook one? Cause then I'm gonna have to drag him across the grass or drag the kayak across the grass or whatever yeah. it was. I mean, it was, it was pretty funny. Um, but I mean, it's, Red fishing, you know, I I don't do it a lot, once a year, if that, but um, it's always fun. (laughs) It's always fun, you know, especially when they are tailing and you can side cast them. I mean, it's just, I've said it before. It's like, that's when you start getting that buck fever. You know, it's just like, when you see them and you said, didn't you know you want to make a good cast? (laughs) You forget all the things you're supposed to do. (laughs) Right. You know, like I said, drill them in the side of the head with the lure. Backlash.
1: (laughs) (laughs) because it's kind of a flood tide. And these fish love to get in this stuff that they can't get into every day and feed on all the crustaceans, the crabs, the finger mullet, whatever. Got them. All right. (laughs) So again, I really like using the net just because I can control the fish so much easier. That's a pretty one. That way, I always want to support them under the belly. But that is a nice slot size bread right there. And the fish down here are just so beautiful. Big spot on there, nice coppery red color. And got that nice blue tint to the tail. It's hard to see with this lighting, but it's there. And again, you can see where that chatterbait is right in the corner of the mouth. So you don't have to swim a chatterbait all the time. I worked it as a spoon in this case, or as a jig. Just that little bit of flash and that tail kicking, the Z-Man floats up in its face. They can't turn it down.
0: Jameson brought several kayaks with him for us on this trip, so I got to use a couple different boats. Uh, Today I used the Mayfly because I really wanted the ability (laughs) to stand up. And uh, I got to say, it was a really good boat for this situation because not only was it super stable for me for standing, but it was short enough maneuverable for getting around some of these really tight channels that I was fishing in.
1: yeah look at that weather behind very you. pretty fish
0: <laughs> three spots on one side one spot on the other kind of said that real copper penny look about them ta crossover lure let's get him back in the water i've had them out for a little bit but man it sure is pretty huh
1: i chose the fd to use down here in louisiana uh, both for the offshore part and the inshore part now, when I did move back into the, the shallower stuff, into the grass, where I really wanted to stand up to make accurate casts, all I had to do was take one finger and raise that drive unit up into the hole of the boat, pull my paddle out, and use it just like a regular kayak. It's
0: going to rain, dude. <laughs> so, of course, typical kayak, it's show fashion. It's raining. <laughs>
1: We would like get off the water. It would stop raining. We would get back on the water. Then it, <laughs> then it
0: would yeah. start raining. We'd get off the water. Kayak the Fishing time. Show is brought to you by. And it, it for Jackson a while Kayak. just stopped. I know that, like the day before, sea that bar. rain was coming down sideways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Yak Attack.
1: Those days are good for uh, regrouping. Werner. Whoops. <laughs> what happened? This is a test of your emergency broadcast
0: system. And this guy just (laughs) smashed the water. And here's the trick, right? You know, I'm kind of pinned in the. (laughs) I hit something and it jumped it back to the beginning. Try to keep them breaking off. Use my paddle to. Okay, I know we saw that. Big spot on there, nice coppery. Saw that. On one side, one spot on the other. Right about there. It starts raining right after this because you can tell by that cloud behind me. (laughs) <laughs> Ta crossover lure. It's gonna back. I just water. wanted I to see myself a bit, holding man, a fish one more young. time. I chose the
1: FD to use down here in Louisiana, uh, both for the offshore part and the inshore part. Now, when I
0: did move back into the Tell the marketing team, stuff, I gave the FD double play. The <laughs> <laughs> <and laughs> double so- so- <laughs> I had to do was
1: take one finger and
0: raise that drive unit up into the hold of the boat pull my paddle out face thing and use it just right. like a regular kayak
1: my beard is terrible
0: trying to rain dude
1: hey is that the Burley pro uh, cover on your, uh, cover yeah, kayak your show fashion.
0: yeah it's raining <laughs> and if anybody is looking close enough they'll see that my Ray Marina isn't even plugged in <laughs> the cable's not the coming out, out of the so we brought to you by Jackson I mean, I mainly had it for the offshore part and Seagar. Uh, yeah. Then for navigating through this stuff, but because we weren't Yak-Tek. going very far and just like, we need to get on the water. Warner.
1: Yeah.
0: Ray Marine. Speaking of Ray Marine, I know I mentioned their uh, radar a few minutes ago. Uh, on Thursday evenings and now they, they were doing them every week. I think they've gone to every other week. If you guys are using electronics, uh, Jim McGowan does a tutorial every two weeks talking about the different ways to use your electronics and they're super informative. So, uh, that's on the, um, Ray Marines Facebook page. So, uh, if you are looking to learn more about your electronics, you should check those out for sure. I think they're at, um, I want to say they're at four o'clock Pacific time, something like that. So seven o'clock Eastern. I'll be right back. Okay. Got to get another beer. Well, we just sat out here kept casting in a torrential downpour. I am absolutely drenched to the skin, still having a great time. It's cleared up a little bit. We've got a window, we're really keeping an eye on the uh, radar because there's some thunderstorms coming and uh, hopefully we'll get back out again later this evening. But for right now, we're gonna keep at it for about the next hour.
1: After we were able to get back out on the water, we had to kind of wait the rain out. Uh, Well, we came back out the afternoon and I switched up to a a little bit louder topwater. Jim seemed to be getting bit a little bit more than me on topwater, so I noticed that his was a little bigger profile and had a a louder knocking sound to it.
0: So I was bringing my uh, topwater through this section, and just as I was lifting my lure out of the water, I got absolutely blown up on. Huge explosion. The smallest needlefish I have ever seen. (laughs) Look at those clouds.
1: Man, it's such a battle in here with this wind and these conditions that we're dealing with. Uh, Topwater bite's been on all day because of it being cloudy, which is awesome. But having to cast and get pulled around and blowed around has been a challenge. This guy, see if we can get this one out first, has got hooked up really good. So, yeah, I, was, I noticed Jim was getting a few more blow-ups than I was uh, on the top part of the lure that he was throwing. It had a little bit louder pitch to it, or I'd say a little bit uh, deeper noise, you know. Uh, so I switched over to the one-knocker because the Spook Jr. that I was throwing just wasn't getting it done. I got that one early, but after that, I just wasn't getting the blow-ups. And I think in these windy conditions, you need that louder sound, something that's going to really draw them in and get them, get them to the boat. Uh, so, this is a nice fish, another nice slot fish. We've been getting some quality fish today, beautifully colored. And uh, let's get it back in the water. Yep, and she's gone.
0: I kind of I had a day of uh, highs and lows. I mean, I did really well this morning. Um, and of course, anytime you can catch these fish, they're strong. when you can get them out on top water like we were that was just so much fun came back out this afternoon it was considerably windier this afternoon and it was really um affecting my casting accuracy i gotta say that uh i was off by like this much all day on my cast i was overcasting (laughs) just this much and if you're overcasting that much that means you're catching the weeds and it's just a blown cast because you're bringing back weeds and you've ruined it so second half of the day wasn't my wasn't too good for me i had one blow up i didn't land any fish on the second half of the day but the morning was so good that uh, that's what i'll remember it was so much fun so many good fish
1: i would say considering the wind considering the the rain just lingering around us all day i did pretty well i think overall this morning i got uh three fish and had maybe a couple more uh strikes or so this afternoon i caught two more fish the bigger one uh, that i had it's the be- best fish i've got today and just annihilated it got him i literally <laughs> like, think on that on the bait landed in that fish's mouth good size red <laughs> fish, he hit it so fast when it hit the water over. i'm like i must have hit it look him. at that one knocker dude <laughs> <laughs> that is a togue. look at
0: that it is wild <laughs> when that happens
1: i mean it's down his throat too like, <laughs> i, I mean those he, i don't see it happened so quick it shocked me
0: right like i was like well that right there is a great fish to finish up a day we've been battling storms all day dodging them not always making it but man that's why we're coming out here we've caught so many of these beautiful fish we've had a great time here (laughs) and on top water on top water (laughs) nothing better we've had a great time here in louisiana you ever get the opportunity to come to this wonderful state and go fishing man you got to do it because there is all kinds of fishing opportunities join us next week for more exciting action on the kayak fishing show get this guy revived these
1: are such hardy fish if you take care of them try not to handle them too much they'll just ease off ready for the next time
0: that's cool and it, it's i say it all the time and every time we get to watch these old episodes bringing back the great memories and fun trips um i need to get out of that it's really
1: cool to have that uh it, it is weird i mean i do feel like I, I remember fish catches and and things better than a lot like i can't remember what i had for lunch most days but i can be like oh yeah by that log uh that day yeah. <laughs> raining and he ate this color bait um but it's i've i've uh said this to my wife before it's just really cool to have the opportunity to do some of these things with you and, and, and work in the industry, um, that we work in, uh, in the, in the part of the industry we work in, the media, uh, side of it, because those memories are out there, uh, videoed and photographed. And so we can, you know, tell those stories and, and then actually back them up. With- yeah. I actually have a little <laughs> bit of proof. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of proof, but, um, it, yeah, it's cool. And I think it's, uh, one day when, uh, We're both old. Well, you're already old, but when we're both
0: both old and
1: we're sitting in uh, rocking chairs at some nursing home, maybe we can look back on that and be like, I I still (laughs) remember that.
0: Uh, Let's see. Uh, Bobby Tucker says that Chatterbait is awesome. Chatterbait's a Z-Man bait, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, that is, you know, their brand or their, their name It's a bladed jig is what it is. And there's other brands that make them. Um, obviously I'm affiliated with um Z-Man, and I think the the original chatter bait, if you will, or the original bladed jig is is their product.
0: Okay. Um, and they have
1: many different uh kind of versions of that. I was throwing what they call the diesel chatter, which is like their salt water, it doesn't have a skirt um on it. Um, but yeah, you you know I throw that that bait a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh Kevin says he's fishing the Calusa Blue Way tournament in matlache florida uh wish me luck well good luck dude um that is a great tournament uh we actually came down and filmed it a couple of years ago now before all the covid nonsense and it's a cool place to paddle a great place to fish and uh, a really well run, run tournament so uh we do definitely wish you luck and uh, bobby said could i use a whopper plopper in those conditions for red Or could you use a whopper plopper?
1: Yeah, I actually had one. I don't know if I used it a whole lot, but I think I saw that I had one tied on uh, on one of my rods. Um, But for sure, you you definitely could have used it. I don't like, so I've used a whopper plopper quite a bit in uh, freshwater conditions for bass. Um, Brooks, uh, Betty actually turned me on to that uh, bait and he throws it and he has a ton of confidence in it. I don't have as much confidence in it just because I haven't thrown it enough. Um, and I've always thrown spooks or, or like what you were throwing more of a walk the dog style, top water, um, and variants of, of the one knocker, which has that deeper or that one big baron in it that makes kind of a, a louder or deeper sound versus, um, the junior, which is more like multiple BBs um, and kind of makes more of a high pitch. Um, Noise, so I kind of go back and forth for those in salt water, but I would imagine they would crush a whopper plopper.
0: Yeah, I you know, I've used the whopper plopper, um, mainly bigger ones using them for pike, uh, more of an open water kind of thing where you're really covering a lot of water. Um, I think I like the, the walk the dog style a little bit better in smaller zones because you can, uh, it's Kermit the Frog. Um,
1: so uh, will the producer of, the, of that episode? <laughs> because you
0: can, yeah. I think you could stay in the zone longer with a walk the dog. Sorry, I, <laughs> I have I no can control. See right up your nose, he said. He well, can see right up your nose.
1: I have no control over what happens around me in this particular environment. But that's
0: okay. I, I, I've got to admit, I'm a little jealous that you're there with all the guys, <laughs> and uh, I wish I wish I could have been there. I wish I'd gotten the invite to come hang out and. Uh, Product and all that because I love it. Okay, so here's another one before we go because we're we're on the hour mark. I know you see you can't give up any secrets. Here we go. When <laughs> when can we expect to hear anything new? That's a tough one too. Uh, uh,
1: <sighs> range <laughs> within the next year. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely there will be some stuff coming out in the next um, few months. Um, it's hard to to say, um, what, when, if it's a boat, if it's an accessory, like I can't say any of that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, we would, I'll put it this way. Things would have already been out. Um, more things would have already been out there, uh, in existence. If, uh, we weren't dealing with the supply chain issues and, and just all the issues the demand and all that right now. Right. So, um, I think, uh, It'll be exciting.
0: Um, I mean, I I haven't been in the loop, but there's some cool stuff I know coming Uh, the little bit that I know I'm pretty excited about. So that's why, that's why I just kind of push. And it's like, when are we going to actually be able to put it out there? Even a ballpark before the end of the year, January, February, I would say goals. Those are good goals. (laughs) Like,
1: no, like I said, in a perfect world, we would have already had stuff out. Uh, uh, some stuff and, and we're always trying to work on new stuff, but uh, it's been challenging. Uh, it's yeah. uh, been super challenging. And so um, I'm afraid to put like a date on like even planning to, to do different um, marketing initiatives and things like that. We're afraid to put dates on anything because it's this moving target that um, you're like, Oh, we think, and we hope. And then it's like two weeks, two weeks to, it just keeps getting pushed away more and more. Um, but yeah, in, in a perfect world, That that would be an ideal time frame for sure.
0: Well, good to hear, James. It would have been months ago. (laughs) I I know you're you're super busy with all the guys, and you know you're right in the middle of these meetings and stuff. So I appreciate you squeezing us in for the hour, and uh, looking forward to getting out on the water with you again, hopefully sooner than later. Absolutely,
1: yeah. It's always a
0: pleasure. Thank you, and it was cool reliving some of those moments. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll be back next week. If you are going out on the water, please remember always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up.